Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 2, The Royal Captive by E.M. Clark. Read by Lexi. Chapter 10, Pursuit. Prepare to douse the lamps. Captain Jet's orders were quickly followed and all the lamps aboard the Golden Ram were extinguished. It was now nearly impossible to see the ship against the blackness of the water and the night sky. That should keep them off our tail, at least for a little while. The shouts from Frenchtown were growing louder and they could hear marching feet and the sharp gars of Igor's birds. Let's get out of here said the captain, and the ship glided silently out of the port before the watchers and bin patrols even realised it had gone. They soon reached open water, and the proud ship swept its way powerfully through the big blue. There was no sign of any ships in pursuit, and the wind was in their favour. Only a few hours later, dawn arrived, and the crew climbed the rigging to the crow's nest to scan the horizon for any vessels which might appear in the morning light but there were none. The children came back on deck and whiled away the journey, making up a new shanty about their adventure. We've just saved the princess from evil Igor. Way, hey, blow the man down. The house of Barbosa will trouble her no more. Give me some time to blow the man down. Blow the man down, Captain, blow the man down. Way, hey, blow the man down. Send us right back to Sandopolis town. Whoa! Give me some time to blow the man down. Ship ahoy! came a shout. Off the port bow! In fact, there were several of them. They're Sandlandia ships, cried Milo, who had spotted the SS painted on the sides. The children breathed a sigh of relief as they realised these were not Barbosa crews or pirates, but ships sent by King Lucio. The fleet moved closer in tight formation, sea spray spewing as they ploughed through the water. They drew around the golden ram and the captains hailed each other. Ahoy there! Captain Flint of the SS Endeavour here. Ahoy! Captain Jet Wheeler of the golden ram, returning from a rescue mission as ordered by King Lucio. Captain Wheeler, do you have the princess safe? asked Captain Flint. Yes, sir. I can confirm we do replied Captain Jet, saluting smartly. Roger that, replied Captain Flint. Excellent work, Captain. We'll escort you home now, full speed ahead. But before they could set off, an urgent cry came from the crow's nest. Ship ahoy! Astern and gaining fast! Both captains grabbed their eyeglasses and trained them on the expanse of ocean behind the boat. Sure enough, In the distance, the sleuths could see three ships in hot pursuit of them, surging through the waves towards them. They heard a roar and saw a puff of grey smoke. Cannon fire, said Captain Jet grimly. We've got company. Don't worry, said Captain Flint. We thought you might be pursued. Some of my fleet are hidden nearby. And he pointed to a small island which lay to the right of the approaching Barbosa vessels. We'll soon have them surrounded, he added confidently. As Igor's ships grew nearer, more Sandlandia ships did indeed appear from around the side of the island, as if by magic. 
The Barbosa ships were so intent on catching the Golden Ram that they didn't realise they were being attacked from the side until it was too late. Warning cannon fire from the Sandlandia ships roared and the Barbosa ships were consumed with thick grey smoke. Yells and shouts ripped across the water, but before they could fight back, Igor's ship had been surrounded. King Lucio's men are boarding the man of war, cried Milo, his eyeglass trained on the action. They've captured Prince Igor! Milo handed the eyeglass to the others in turn so they could see the truth for themselves. There was no mistaking that huge figure, jewels flashing in the sunlight, especially as a gleaming white bird circled his head, cawing loudly and angrily at its master's arrest. Excellent operation, Captain Flint, said Captain Jet. Thank you, Captain. It was vital we captured him on the water. He is still too strong in Frenchtown for us to invade by land, but out at sea, it's every man for himself. And he's ours. What'll happen to him? asked Zav, watching the soldiers escort a struggling Igor onto a Sandlandia ship. He'll be locked up in a high-security prison, don't you worry, said Captain Jet. Richenda looked very relieved. Safe journey back, said Captain Flint. We'll be right behind you. The sleuth settled down for the final part of their journey back to Sandopolis. Hector the cabin boy had appeared with an old copy of Myths and Legend from Ancient Greece. It's brilliant, he said, and the children were poring excitedly over it. Funny, mused Zelly. Cabin boys can't normally read. And she stared after Hector curiously. The story of Theseus and the Minotaur trapped in the labyrinth reminds me of Frenchtown, said Sam. All those secret passages were just like a maze, agreed Sophie. And Igor is as monstrous as any Minotaur, added Zav. I hope Philippe got back OK, Richenda said. He'll be all right, Milo reassured her. He's in the resistance after all. And I'm sure Gilletta will help him and Delphina stay safe, said Zelly. A few hours later, all the ships arrived at the port of Sandopolis. Waiting on the quayside were King Lucio and Queen Aurelia, who flung themselves upon Richenda, hugging and kissing her. Tears spilled down the Queen's cheeks as she hugged each of the sleuths in turn. You marvellous, wonderful children, she kept saying. And one Mariki, plus some parrots, said Zav. Rafa was a spectacular sleuth. The little monkey grinned broadly and swept his captain's hat off his head and bowed deeply to the king and queen. Oh, he's charming, cried the queen. We will award him the Aurelia Cross for distinguished service to Sandopolis. Then she frowned, catching sight of Abatha, Richenda's parrot. Ah, she said, gesturing to the bird. I see you have met Joletta. Yes, Richenda replied, smiling. And now I'll have Abatha with me always. Queen Aurelia looked thoughtful. We have tried to forget our magic for the sake of peace. But perhaps Gilletta is right. It is time for the powers of Flambeau to return. And she hugged her daughter again. King Lucio was deep in conversation with Captain Jet. Prince Igor's on his way to the dungeons on Isla Diabolo and will remain there, he said. Count Zuto has denied all involvement with the kidnap of my daughter, naturally, but it is no secret that he associates with Prince Igor, so I've suggested a rest at his country home would be a good idea. Unfortunately, without proof, there's little more I can do. Professor Sinclair had arrived at the dock and was happily shaking everyone's hand. He bent down next to the princess and quietly asked her for the talker listener she had borrowed. 
Richenda looked startled. But I don't have it, she stammered. I haven't seen it since I dropped it when I was kidnapped. King Lucio frowned. Nothing was found in the grounds of the palace, he said. Everywhere was searched very carefully. Now it was Professor Sinclair's turn to look worried. I'm afraid that someone has stolen it, he said. The talker listener is brand new technology. If it has been taken by our enemies, they could use it against us. I will send out some searchers to investigate, declared the king. The professor nodded, but he still looked concerned. The children all hugged each other one last time before Richenda set off in the royal carriage and the sleuths headed for home. Thousands of kilometres away, so far from Sandlandia that it is not shown on any maps, lies the Isla Diabolo, Devil's Island, so called because of the deadly molten lava and poisonous gases it has spewed from its mouth for centuries, destroying all life around it. Now extinct itself, its grey ash cone cuts through the sky, a warning. These days, the danger lies inside the volcano itself. Isla Diabolo is a prison for the most dangerous criminals in all of Sandlandia, and they linger in their cells, down in the bowels of the extinct volcano, plotting revenge. It is in one of these cells that a furious, fuming Prince Igor festers, consumed with rage at the failure of his plan to seize the throne of Sandopolis. He is determined to escape. Steam hisses, gurgling sounds come from deep below, as if the earth is digesting a huge meal. Igor glares at the walls of his jail, his red eyes so filled with hatred they almost take on the power of lasers cutting through the hardened ash. Almost. But there is a reason Isla Diabolo is used to imprison the most dangerous criminals in Sandlandia. No one has ever escaped. Well, as far as the authorities know... No one has ever escaped. But the prison has been compromised. Someone has found a way out. Thanks for listening. Enjoyed today's chapter? Why not rate our podcast? Look out for more Super Sleuth adventures coming soon in Book 3, The Smuggler's Gold. Vinicius, Humberto and the Black Cross Gang are back. And those pesky pirates are up to something. Hidden treasure, secret panels and adventures galore. We can't wait. See you next time.